This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, January 17th. Good morning, I'm Ben Nully. Here's today's headlines. All eyes on Austin. EU proposing scaled-down ag option for U.S. Scoop, Senate Ag making progress on child nutrition. All eyes on Austin. President Donald Trump heads to Texas this weekend for what is certain to be a warm reception by members of the American Farm Bureau Federation at a time when his historic Senate impeachment trial is now formally underway. Expect to hear a lot from the president about the Phase 1 China trade deal and the Senate's overwhelmingly endorsement of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement, but we'll also be watching to see if Trump has news on his administration's new Waters of the U.S. rule. Many observers think it could be announced as soon as this weekend, since Trump will be there on Sunday and EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler will follow him on Monday. Canada, you're next. Trump has indicated he'll hold a ceremony next week to sign the USMCA implementing bill, and he'll no doubt be eager to do so, given that the Senate impeachment trial is scheduled to be in session. What's next? Canada's parliament, which goes into session later this month, still must approve its own implementing bill for the agreement. The pact will take effect 90 days after Canada approves it, so it's possible the deal could be enforced by the summer. By the way, that 89-10 to 10 Senate margin on USMCA should have been one vote larger. USMCA supporter Jim Inhofe, Republican of Oklahoma, missed the vote because of a family medical issue. EU proposing scaled-down ag option for U.S., The European Union still isn't willing to include a full-blown agriculture chapter in the trade agreement it's negotiating with the U.S., but the Europeans are proposing smaller-scale options, such as agreements on sanitary and phytosanitary trade barriers, says EU Trade Commissioner Phil Hogan. Hogan stressed to reporters that negotiators have been, quote, exploring options to see how we can break this impasse. I think if we look at regulatory cooperation and non-tariff barriers, arising from sanitary or phytosanitary issues, we could identify more of what we could be doing in the agricultural area to unlock the potential for U.S. farmers and European companies to do more business together, end quote. Scoop. Senate Ag making progress on child nutrition. Republicans on the Senate Agriculture Committee have developed a draft child nutrition reauthorization bill that's now under review by the panel's minority side. Committee Chairman Pat Roberts tells AgriPulse... He said the timing of committee action on the measure is unclear because of the impeachment trial. Congress has not passed a bill to reauthorize child nutrition programs, including the National School Lunch Program, since the Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act was enacted in 2010. Roberts said the draft bill seeks to give school districts more flexibility in meeting nutrition standards, quote, so that the local school district can determine what kids eat and what they won't eat. It might be a little different for some kid from Montana as opposed to some youngster in Chicago, end quote. The bill also would streamline paperwork for a variety of programs, he says. USDA expect third 2019 MFP payment. Farmers can expect a third round of payments under the 2019 market facilitation program, but don't expect there to be a 2020 program. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue and Deputy Secretary Steve Sensky have separately made those points in the past two days. Quote, we do believe that with these trade agreements in place, there won't be a need for the MFP payments, Sensky told reporters on the sidelines of the Iowa Renewable Fuels Summit in Altoona, Iowa. 
Sensky didn't say when farmers would receive the third tranche of 2019 program payments. Candidates skip biofuel summit ahead of caucuses. None of the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates accepted an invitation to attend the Iowa summit. Four years ago, then-candidate Donald Trump headlined the RFA event with a packed house. Quote, We thought we provided a unique venue for them to get their message out to rural America, which is what they said they want to do, IRFA Executive Director Monty Shaw told AgriPulse. Shaw said he's still pleased with what candidates have been saying about ethanol and biodiesel on the campaign trail. He acknowledged that senators running for president couldn't have attended because of the impeachment trial. USDA sued over SNAP work requirements. Fourteen states, the District of Columbia and New York City, are suing the Trump administration over a rule that would result in about 700,000 fewer people losing SNAP benefits. USDA's December rule would restrict states' ability to exempt able-bodied adults from work requirements while participating in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Quote, The waivers that the rule curtails are critical to ensuring access to food for low-income people who live in areas with limited employment opportunities, says the lawsuit filed in federal court in Washington, D.C. The lawsuit alleges that USDA violated federal rulemaking procedures and undermined congressional intent. Lawmaker demands probe of poultry plant. A key lawmaker is calling for the Occupational Safety and Health Administration of a worker's death at a JBS Pilgrim's Pride facility in Alabama. Quote, This tragic fatality comes after several other troubling incidents in recent years, according to OSHA's own records. That Representative Rosa DeLauro said in a letter to OSHA. She says the plant got a special waiver from USDA last year to increase the speed of their poultry slaughter line. Keep in mind... DeLauro, Democrat from Connecticut, is a leading candidate to chair the House Appropriations Committee in the next Congress and currently chairs the subcommittee that writes OSHA's annual budget. She also sits on the subcommittee that controls funding for USDA. JBS Pilgrim's Pride didn't respond to a request for comment, but in a statement reported by other news outlets, the company said it was, quote, cooperating with our partners in local law enforcement and OSHA to determine the exact cause of death, end quote. Civil rights chief out, Naomi Earp has resigned as the top civil rights official at USDA. Earp, who has been serving as Deputy Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights, asked not to be renominated as Assistant Secretary, according to a statement from USDA. Her previous nomination as Assistant Secretary was never confirmed by the Senate. A leading congressional critic, Representative Marsha Fudge, Democrat from Ohio, says Earp's replacement must understand the importance of strong civil rights enforcement to ensure everyone who looks to USDA to stand up for them can trust that that will happen. Here's today's She Said It. Quote, The USMCA provides a 21st century rulebook for trade with our North American partners, including critical new provisions on market access, biotechnology, and enforcement. That Barbara Glenn, CEO of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture. Here's a quick editor's note. Monday is a federal holiday in honor of Martin Luther King Jr., so the next AgriPulse Daybreak will go out Tuesday. Follow AgriPulse.com for news developments. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, January 17th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Ben Nolley.